El Ritual and That Guy would like to acknowledge that all the opinions and the views expressed on Into the Ether are that of the hosts and do not reflect upon our sponsors. Thank you and enjoy. Get in and take the ride, man. Again, from the heart of the desert, let us welcome you on another journey into the ether. Alright, welcome back everybody. It's February, Monday 25th, and we have the second day of sunshine. This is Sancho P, otherwise known as that guy, and I'm here to introduce you to the forehead muscle with the city hustle, El Rocho. What's up, big guy? Hey man, just living the dream. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, good. And we got a lot of stuff on the agenda because somebody lost our last podcast. I guess who that would be. I have no idea. Anyways, what we're going to be covering are some high-profile sex scandals that are going rampant across Hollywood to include R. Kelly, the Patriots owner, Robert Kraft. But we're going to have some good news in the martial arts arena for the state of Michigan. First, we're going to start off with Zion Williamson. They could have implications with the one-and-done deal as well as Red Dawn. Go ahead and take it away, man. Fill these people in. All right. So Zion Williamson, he's a power forward that plays for Duke University. He's a freshman. He just had like a big blowout from what I hear, like a whole tire. (laughs) Yeah, man. uh, He was playing against UNC. It was Saturday night. Um, And literally 35 seconds into the game is... The tire, uh, speaking of tire man, so the bottom of his seal just literally blew off and President Obama was sitting down on the floor and he even was like, man, literally the heel of his shoe just literally ripped off. And weren't these shoes actually designed by Nike specially for him? Yeah, because he's pretty much their poster child, you know, and the thing is, is because they're putting him out to be the next LeBron James pretty much. He's a real up-and-comer, a bright star that they're saying. Oh, most definitely. He's definitely going to be one and done. But he's being limited right now by this whole one and done deal. Now, a lot of our listeners aren't as savvy to basketball like you are, so why don't you break it down how the college arena and the NBA and the NFL they have this implementation called one and done. Okay, well, like I said, this is this rule is just for the NBA, uh, the NFL, MLB. Uh, everybody MLS, has their own policy. Everybody has their own policies. Yeah, because they're they're their own corporations, obviously. Yeah, because um, literally in soccer, I think you could be like ten years old if they really wanted to pick you up, they <laughs> could pick you up. Well, you also got to realize soccer is not just national; it's international. Right. So. Yeah, it's a huge sport. And they're not going to have a lot of people from Guatemala going to college like we do. Right. So they have to find them in other avenues. Switching in coconuts. Hey, whatever it is, you know, because they're giving those young men and women an opportunity to get out of where they're at. You know? Exactly. So continue along with this one and done. Okay, so the NCAA has a one and done rule because of that. And what does that, what do, what does that mean? Exa- well, it means you can't exactly. go right to the NBA once you finish high school. You have to do either, you have to sit out a year 
you either have to play a year collegiate ball or you go play EuroLeague until you can go put yourself into the draft once you turn. So the one that it's referring to is the one year in college. Exactly. Okay. NCAA now at this point wants to get rid of is the one and done because they see what is causing to their student athletes these kids just like Zion that should be already playing in in the NBA maybe not be as a starter but he should be in the NBA getting paid instead of risking his you know his not getting paid as because college athletes everybody knows they're not allowed to take payments that's called boosting unless you're Reggie Bush yeah Reggie Bush got it but he had his Heisman Trophy taken away exactly so there's repercussions if you're caught doing it that's the bottom line Look at all that shit at Louisville. I don't know if you know anything about that, but Louisville, uh, Dan Pertino, he was their coach. He had played a paid a player from Saginaw. He was Saginaw is a home a hometown for us. Yeah, it's about fifty miles. They were from paying uh, Adidas. Adidas was paying Louisville. Louisville was leaking it down to him, <laughs> and he ended up snitching on the team, ruined their whole program, man. But didn't you say that there was another coach over there in Kentucky yeah. who was trying to actually get boosting legalized? Well, not know. so much legalized, he, but he wanted, he believes in the players getting paid. Like, he truly believes in that. Coach Kyle Perry is a great coach. That, that's the reason why Anthony Davis, Derek Rose. Yeah, he's like built them. a lot of players. Oh, he? huge. All the way from Memphis, you know, to University of Kentucky. He was at... Rhode Island State or Rhode Island State so University, some history. shit like over there. Uh, UMass, that's where it was. He was a coach at UMass, and that's how he got the job from Memphis, and then he went to Kentucky. But so he's been he all over the board, and he and so he, he knows and he, what's going oh, on with the athletes. And he was the coach of the NBA. He coached the New Jersey Nets when they were the Nets. <laughs> so that was back in my days. <laughs> so he he knows the process, and he's tired of. You know, these players have to the risk of getting hurt because what happens if they blew their knee? Like, think of Zian. He's still not even playing. He's still sitting out even before the Virginia game. So the repercussions of this kid getting hurt, you know, what happens if he, yeah, he may be okay or whatever. They're, they're just making sure he doesn't, you know, worsen the injury. But what happens? But at the same time, you also have to think, doesn't the student have the choice, say, if he, he does get injured? inside of a game and he's not allowed to go like he can know his professional career is done right. he doesn't he have the choice to go ahead and continue his degree though I mean that's still sometimes it all depends some colleges you know unless you're a big name I'm sure they'll let you you know but if you're a little person you're just gonna get to cut the fuck out and then just be you know whatever and let go so after you hurt yourself as a student athlete I mean, yeah, because that if you're not playing for them and you're playing on an athletic scholarship, then, yeah. So then you would have to end up taking a job and trying to stay in college yourself, which is pretty much where we're coming down to the problem. These kids, like I believe that they need that year to actually still mature, that two years maybe, especially if they're going for a contact sport like at the NFL. They have combines. Now, if you're if you do not know what a combine is for the NFL, it's basically a tryout, and you can go there for certain teams. And Mark Come Wahlberg, a couple weeks. Yeah, well, Mark Wahlberg even did a movie about it for uh, Invincible. Yeah, Invincible, and that was a rather good movie. But generally, they can't go to a combine 
from a year of when they graduated. So like when they graduate at 18, the next combine is either a week away or a year yeah, away. A year away, right, yeah. And see, like uh, there's a big thing about Kyle Murray. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he is a the quarterback from Oklahoma that went into the draft for the NFL. But while he was in high school, uh, the Oakland A's actually gave him a $4.5 million contract guaranteed. Guaranteed just to play high school baseball. And you know what? Like, So was he playing for one of their farm leagues, their AAA league? Or? Like he was going to go play for the A's. You see, and, and this is a good thing that I need uh, something to add to the conversation is basically now we know that baseball has farm leagues. They're very famous for having these triple-A leagues, these minor leagues, right. and they take these kids right out, they, they take those kids right out of high school, right? Yeah. And those kids basically play baseball and they hone their skill until they get called up to the big leagues. Does the NFL and the NBA have anything like that? I don't think so, like I said, because the NBA has, they have G leagues, and they do, they, they have like, I guess farm leagues now, they're, they're Well, there's definitely, uh, like we that. just seen the other day, there, there's a brand new league, right? Yeah, the AF, AFA. AFA? AFA, there you go. Yeah, we don't really know exactly what that acronym stands for yet, but uh, that that's supposed to be kind of like a farm league for football in the NFL. For the people that fucked up and got a second chance to... Or people, people who didn't just make the play. combine or they probably got hurt in college. Yeah, and so they okay. just want to play. So... As pertaining to this one-and-done deal, basically what you're saying is we have a problem because these student-athletes, they take the one-year college, but everybody knows that when you take a spot, you're allocated enough for a four-year four year degree. Because you can't give them a one-year degree. you know? Because there's, there's no one-year scholarship, you can't get a degree in one not year. Not just that, there's just you can't just tell them, like, hey, yo, we know you're leaving next year. You know what I'm saying? They have to make it look like you're going to be there for four years, even if you're going to be there for one. So think about that. The person that is a walk-on that needs this scholarship now can't get a full scholarship because it was given to somebody because, that was leaving in one year. And because it comes down to list. Basically, the way like I can tell you the kind of a racket that colleges are just in general. So I can imagine when it comes to like college sports and the student athletes is probably a little bit more twisted but you're right because when sally could need this money right now she's going to get passed up because the student athlete is going to bring a lot more money for programs in school from a lot of donors right because they people can't don't they can't donate to the the players but they can donate to the school exactly like you were saying uh, yesterday, since you destroyed our yesterday's podcast, we're gonna cut this out. By the way, <laughs> so since <laughs> we were talking about this last night, was instead of having these kids on, you know, regular scholarships, put them on academic scholarships, make them earn their degree. So if you're gonna actually gonna be there for one year, you're not just wasting your money. You know, yeah. so that you were right about that. I, I truly think that the, what they should do is they should force these. Uh, student athletes actually real academic athletes yeah because look if you're if your ultimate goals end up as a professional athlete there that that goal is 
not few and far between, that goal is rather large. That A lot of people have that goal. It's like 1% out of all the sports. Yeah, that you're actually going to make it. Yeah. It, and it. Here's the thing. That means if there's about 25 people in your class that have the same dream as you, then there's probably only two of you, maybe one of you, that's going to actually make it. If any of you. Yeah, half of you might make it. Some guy's leg might make it. You know what I'm saying? It's a dream that can be ruined in an instant. And that's why we bring up the Zion Williamson incident. Exactly. Because that tire blowout, if you know anything about biomechanics and the the way the body works, these guys spin at a very high PSI. So when they're pushing into that ground, if that ground is not solid and it slips out from underneath him, he risks his like damaging his meniscus, his Achilles, he can blow his whole leg out. His ACL. Yeah. And we're we're trying to define a way to get a spotlight on how we're going to alleviate that problem for that student that not only affects him, but also affects that person who might need that and doesn't have an athletic skill. They just need it for a degree to be a nurse or whatever. You know what? If I was to go to Adam Silver, the NBA's commissioner, and be like, hey man, I think this is what we should do. I think that we should get rid of the one and done rule. We should allow them to try out for their whatever their respective sports' uh, combine is. But if they fail, if they fail to achieve whatever they need to get into the professional sport, they have to wait at least four years. Four years, enough time to go to get a degree, which you should have been doing going to college instead of rushing and going to the professional sport. It's making the opportunity for the people that can actually make it through, get a chance, but the people that should be going to college make them realize that I'm not good enough, so now they're actually going to try. Yeah, they're going to actually have to work for it. You see, I have one of two things that I would probably try to implement. Obviously, you want to go ahead and get rid of the one and done deal because that's that's just putting a wet towel on everybody's parade. Yeah. One of the things I would propose is actually try to get rid of this whole uh, boosting law. These athletes, they put their faces on things and the college gets paid a lot of money. So take a percentage of that and donate that into the player scholarship. The players, that direct player or that direct program. If Zion Williamson, these shoes were made especially for him by Nike. So that means he was promoting Nike and he was promoting the school. Now the school's gonna go ahead and make a lot of money for that. Now I believe one of the solutions would be take that a portion of that money and put it directly either towards his scholarship for the four years, whether he gets injured or not, that guarantees that that four years is paid for because you know they're making over $40,000. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Independent on the college, you know, it only costs about forty thousand. It's not like you're going to fucking Toledo. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? If you if you're going to like a college that doesn't cost that much, it's only to cost like you know fifteen to twenty five thousand dollars. They can take twenty five thousand dollars, put that towards that scholarship. But what if they did, like, because if he does able to get out, still I think like you said, they should actually get paid. Now, you know how. Uh, usually the kids go to the school at whatever school that their parents went to that's where they're that's where they go to yeah legacies so usually i think that they should take that money put into like a scholarship fund for their child just in case that their 
you know, they have a child in the future, there some of their college funds are there, and it brings business to their college because that means they already have. They it know opens up business. another program they could they could create revenue. Exactly. Well, what I was getting at is, so if you take that money from Zion Williamson's campaign for Nike, which is exactly nil right now right. because of this big blowout. But if you take a portion of that money and either donate it straight to his scholarship, guaranteeing if he had ruined his leg, he would still have four years paid up. Or take some of that money and put it towards the program for basketball. All their athletes would get a portion of that out of a big fund that goes for, okay, all these athletes are going to be paid for. Yeah. Okay. Uh, second one that I was thinking of, we were speaking about it yesterday, was... A specific like Juilliard type college designed for athletes. Yeah, sports college. Yeah, a sports college itself. And within that sports college, they could also learn marketing because marketing and sponsorship is one of the big parts of the subject. Especially when you become a professional because you don't want to go broke once you're a rookie. Yeah, you got to know exactly. So gear them towards like a business degree uh, and concentrate on marketing. So if their athleticism doesn't work out, then they can always fall back on that. But in the meantime, it would be a class of like, say, everybody in this class are linebackers and we're going to strengthen your body, teach you proper nutrition, proper workout techniques, what works for you, what doesn't work for you. And that would actually be university. So here's my question to you, okay? If you were Zion, knowing that you were about to make bank you were going to be drafting the top two if not unanimous so you know that you are so you okay you're him okay we're talking about me how pissed off would you be knowing that that instant could that's like your life flashing through your eye you could go from being in a mansion to flipping a burger in an instant how would you feel do you think you think that he wants to get rid of that one done rule? Well, honestly, if I was him, I would start pointing my fingers because, like I said, everybody knows who makes those sneakers, right? Yeah. This is how it starts, people. This is how it starts. What are you talking about, man? Oh, come on! Tell me you don't know. Oh, you know. World, just, world, just, world just think. Tradition. Just think. Just think. Okay, Nike is a very big corporation in America, right? Yeah. So you would say to contribute a lot to our economy, right? Correct. Okay, and who makes a lot of Nike's products? China. China, okay. So China decides that they want to cripple our economy. What would be a good way? Going at our celebrities and athletes and stuff like that? Yeah, basically take everything that they make for us and kind of make it shitty. I mean, everybody knows that Chinese products aren't the best to begin with. However... Think of it like this. If they can cripple the economy by taking out Nike and they can do this systematically, next thing you know, you got little Chan Young Wang paratrooping into your backyards and you got guys like me and El Roachman over here in the mountains shooting down with some stolen AK-47s that we pulled off, yes, yelling out Godzilla's here, motherfucker. Wolverines, Wolverines, you know what I'm saying? But you know... They've this is how it starts, people. Zion Williamson, you were the first victim in the war of World War III against China. And China, I see you. We see you, don't we? Because Nike lost $1.1 billion. 
Nike, $1.1 billion. Now, if you really wanted to cripple an economy. That's a huge hit. That is a huge hit. And here's the thing. Their labor and their costs, since they're communist bastards and they basically work on slavery, only cost them maybe 2% of what? We're probably never going to get were actually that the, the Nike actually lost. Oh, yeah, you know. So, and just like that, we're going to go ahead and jump into our inspiration of the week. And what we're talking on right now, go ahead and tell them. It is platinum cookies. Platinum cookies, and it tastes good as fuck. Purple as fuck, orange hairs. It's indica, 20%. What's, it's, what, what's the THC in that? 20%, man. Nice. Now, you can get it from the dispensary. It's two locations. One in South Decatur and one in Henderson. All right, all right. Y'all, we'll see you on the other side of this intermission. step off on a little deeper note we're going to talk about r kelly because this is a man that we grew up with literally i mean back in the 90s he was known as the r&b king and i can imagine right about now keith sweat is shaking his head talking about who's the king now right hey man remember i believe i can fly was so huge for space jam but you're putting that fucking song in there yeah i know because they're actually coming out with part two and lebron signed on to that yeah so i would imagine R. Kelly's not going to be part of that project. Yeah. Well, last time I heard, he was actually charged, indicted and charged, and he was having trouble coming up with the bail bond, which was what? It was a, it was a million dollars that because it was a hundred thousand dollars for each charge, and he was accounted for ten charges for a million dollars, and he had trouble over the weekend coming up with the money because he was uh, he's pretty much broke. He's pretty much. Can he, you that that is a lesson. Ladies and gentlemen, just because you make it big and rich, always watch your funds. Yeah, Go ahead. because uh, he was getting evicted from his uh, apartment in Chicago, his recording studio, his own recording studio. He lost like three or four of his record deals today since the Lifetime came out with that Surviving R. Kelly. Uh, it's really been a shitstorm ever since. Literally, after that, all these people have been Well, there's out. some pretty horrible allegations. Apparently, there was like a sex call. I mean, and everybody, it's common knowledge that he married Aaliyah at like the age of 15 and was messing yeah. with her. R. Kelly has just been doing a lot of messed up things since way back then. And when he got it, you know, clean, cleared of the stuff that happened beforehand, you know... The I'm going to piss on you incident. Yeah, he pretty much everything went quiet. Then he had some few hits here and there, but he went silent for the longest time. Well, Ignition, time. I remember even after that, Ignition came out, and Ignition was pretty big. So everybody went silent onto him, but he had been snowballing for quite some time. And now it finally caught up to him because information is just out there a lot quicker than it was back in the 90s. Exactly. Where the, the headlines that he dominated were The Inquirer and The Globe. 
and not very reputable, you know, news sources. And the way that they caught him uh, was a videotape from a four, at the time she was 14. He was recorded having sex with her on a videotape, allegedly. She had the t-shirt with his DNA on it. So she Monica Lewinsky'd him. Yeah, for the imagine holding on to that t-shirt or whatever that she had with his DNA on it for that long, man. Well, like I said, there's been past incidences where people have done that. We're not going to mention any administrations. <laughs> Clinton. <laughs> what, it basically rolls down to this guy's in a lot of trouble. And he made bail... But are we going to go ahead and continue to listen to his music? Does that condone what he did? Does it not? Do you separate the artist from the music? Because think about it, that man. If we're going to go down that to separate the art from the artist, before Triple X passed away, I don't know if, if you know him, but you were big. You were from Florida, so he was. He's from Florida. Triple X. Do you remember the dude that got shot in his Lamborghini? Vaguely, I'm not a very big hip-hop guy. Well, before he passed away, he was going through um, some sexual and domestic charges with his girlfriend. And that was his biggest thing. He was a huge up-and-coming artist. All these people wanted to work with him, but these charges were looming back in the background. Well, it's something that's just gone rampant in Hollywood. I mean, just right now, when you talk about, like you said, do we separate, are you going to separate, Triple X, you said his name was? Yeah. From what he did, a lot of people didn't apparently. No, and but they got on with him, especially after he passed away, dude. That's the fucked up thing is they jumped on the death, bandwagon. Death is used a lot for promotion, especially in showbiz. But showbiz is a heartless exactly. business. So. But you know, but so where we're going with that is you know these performers and these people that they end up doing some heinous acts now on Spotify, Apple, title. You know, he's going to get huge, you know, because... Because his name's going to be carried. Because any news, you know, good news, even bad news. So, you know, I bet you some of his songs get some ratings. And, you know, we're not promoting him at all, but what we're saying is the truth. Yeah. So when it comes down to it, another big case that's happened right now is the Robert Kraft case. And he owns the New England Patriots. Yeah. I know there is a huge following of the New England Patriots as well as Tom Brady. Should people start boycotting? I mean, obviously, what is your opinion? You can't tell anybody, but what would you do? I mean, man, I would make him sell his company because look at uh, Bob Stern or whatever his name is the, the Clippers, Clippers, the Clippers owner. They yeah. made him, and all he said was a word. Word, and I'm not saying that's not a bad word, I'm just saying he said a word. He, you know, Robert Kraft, he was doing a solicitous act with a female that was trafficked here from China. Well, here's the thing. Initially, if it was just the original charge, it would be a misdemeanor. However, you bring up the point that there's a very good possibility that she was trafficked in a way that would make that a felony charge for her. Either way, you would think the guy should step away from the company, sell it off, sell all of his profits, be fined, a rather generous fine. But really, he should be blackballed. Like he should have no part of the NFL anymore. Because, like I said, if the NBA can do that to Bob Stern, and what does that say about the players? Because now the players play for his team. Right. Now they obviously don't condone any of the acts that he's Doom. been accused of or that he's being tried for, and we don't either. Uh, we're going to go ahead and make that clear that we don't condone any of that unless you're in Reno. And they're not illegal yeah. sex workers. 
They say yes. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of people that actually like doing that. We live in the state of Nevada where we're actually rather free to do such things. However, it's got to be voluntary people. Come on, we're not... We're not animals over here. So carrying on with that, this is something that's not actually just part of high-profile America. This is something that is culturally wrong with humans in general because we see what happened just recently with that Cardinal George Pell, and he was like one of what? 188. 188 names of people that were released. And this guy is pretty bad because, you know, he was being convicted of sexually assaulting two 13-year-old boys with some pretty graphic things. So it's not something that's just inclusive of high-profile America. This thing reaches in to culture altogether, into the religious areas. I remember reading an article back in Rolling Stones in, what was it, like 2010, where this 30-year-old guy was a Hasidic Jew, and he excommunicated himself because he kept on seeing stuff like this. So it's not something that we can lay on any... Buddy's doorstep because you just have to remain vigilant. Yeah, because it'd be any person, place, or thing. Like it doesn't matter if you're the highest person in the world or the lowest person in the world. This is something that's affecting everybody all at a time. And, and it's not just like the poor and the people that are living in poverty. This is happening in you know rather prominent neighborhoods. And like we said, craft happened in in Orlando, and these people obviously they were being slaved out. weren't the richest of people. They didn't come from the best circumstances but at the same time you can imagine these choir boys lived a slightly better life and it affected both of them so it's something that everybody needs to be vigilant about we're gonna go ahead and shift gears on this one because that just got a little bit too deep for us on february 27th in southgate michigan we have a mxc event and for the first time Michigan Mixed Martial Arts is going to be put on the map because it's going to be broadcasted live on UFC Fight Pass. And not only that, even bigger news, we have a hometown boy in the mix. And El Rocho is going to go ahead and fill you on all the information for that. Adam Super Saiyan King. Yes, Mr. Goku himself. Five and two. This is a redemption match for the first time. So I just want you to let you know, buddy, from the West Coast, we're showing you love and good luck on Wednesday, buddy. Yeah, definitely, because this is a big thing. Michigan Mixed Martial Arts is a small farm town culture because even you and your brother and a lot of our family members have gotten involved in some of these little small town events, right? Yeah, my brother was getting pretty big in the system. You know, I really wish he would have came, you know, went through with it, but I understand the circumstances that He happened. got Don King early on in his career, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and that's a real, and it's a real shame, but now we have actual avenues, and we like to thank, you know, the UFC that allows for these small-town promotions to go ahead and get on a big-town stage, because we have Senior Adam over here, and he's about to go ahead and make a big name for himself, and we're definitely rooting for you, bud. We want to see you throw some lever and put some motherfuckers on the canvas. With that said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up and give you a preview of what we're going to be doing next week, which is going to be a total episode completely devoted to mental health. Whether you're a veteran or you're just a human in general and you have problems, we want to go ahead, reach out to you, get back to us on our Facebook, which is at Into the Ether 2019 or on Instagram and at Into the Ether separated by underscores 2019. We'd like to hear your stories and we'd like to give you a voice because everybody deserves a voice. And with that said, hope you enjoyed the ride.